This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Well, hello, mindful listeners. Again, thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here. We're going to be talking about, you know, I've always said there's value in all systems of medicine. Um, Of course, I'm a naturopathic doctor and have my principles of naturopathic medicine, but there's allopathic Western medicine that saves lives, and there's traditional Chinese medicine, and there's Ayurvedic medicine and chiropractic medicine. But today, we get to talk about managing stress in an Ayurvedic way. And I've got just the guests to help us walk through stress is so pervasive right now, even if we don't see it. I think there's so many passive stressors in this global pandemic that we have. And so I'm going to introduce to you Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh. I'm going to call her Avanti from here on out, but she is an Ayurvedic practitioner. She's a medical doctor, a former emergency medicine doctor. And for over the two decades of her training, studying and research, she shared her expertise with Fortune 500 companies at elite undergraduate and graduate institutions and at prestigious industries and medical conferences. But we are lucky to have her here on Mindful Medicine. Avanti, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Holly. I'm excited to be here with you. So tell me a little bit about um, being an Ayurvedic practitioner, but also <laughs> a former emergency medicine doctor, because as I said, you know, I think it's so important for folks to understand that it there's not them and us or good or bad. It's different, these lovely different historical uh, systems of medicine that, you know, I think, I don't know why we have all these sayings like, kill birds with two uh, with one stone <laughs> two birds with one stone i always say feed two birds with one crumb but i was going to say there's more than one way to skin a cat but i'm like why do we say that <laughs> how about there's more than one way to to pet a cat um yeah. and so these different systems of medicine but certainly emergency medicine where you are mm-hmm. triaging and just getting enough done to make sure that everybody is okay versus Ayurvedic medicine, there's such um, difference there. Will you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, yeah, and I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, you know, I trained in, in Western medicine, and I now practice Ayurvedic medicine exclusively. And that really comes from a, a couple of different things, which is, you know, my background. I'm South Asian. I grew up um, as a first-generation immigrant here uh, while my parents came from India. And so I grew up with the principles of Ayurveda in my daily life. And what I found is that when I went into my training um, to become a physician in medical school and residency, I started getting sick. You know, it's it's a common story, I think, for many of us who are in the health professions, right? We're down on our knees, we're getting sick, and we're sort of like really grappling with the medicine that we have been taught and trained in versus what's happening for us in our own personal lives, right? And so, you know, I really, um, I I became very disheartened with the medicine that I was learning uh, and learning how to help other people heal. And in, in that process, I was getting sicker and sicker, you know, and I often say it's, you know, it's uh, something that, you know, still to this day, I really think about the irony of that, right? That I'm I'm here training to become a doctor and you know working day in and day out in the ER, um, trying to help people heal, and at the same time I'm getting sicker and sicker. And so really, you know, I went back to sort of what I grew up with when I was very healthy. You know, for the first 
20 something years of my life uh, through college, basically, I was really healthy. I didn't have any medical mm. problems. And then <laughs> things changed, right? Um, with the stressors, as you're talking about, of being in training and being um, a young practicing physician with a family yeah. and children and, you know, all these different things going on, it, it took a toll on my health. So sure. um, that's really how I went from Western medicine back to the medicine that I grew up with, which was Ayurvedic medicine. Um, that's really sort of my journey. That's it's like coming home. It's like a, it's yeah. a story of coming home. So <laughs> exactly. for our listeners, because I know everybody is familiar with the word Ayurvedic, um, but will you just explain in, in simple terms the philosophy and the sort of background of Ayurvedic medicine, how it's applied, especially, I guess, um, we'll get into deeper conversations about how we can use it for managing stress. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. You know, Ayurveda is, you know, like all of these systems of medicine, especially all these traditional systems of medicine, there's so much deep wisdom and they're so expansive. So really, you know, if I had to sort of boil it down to sort of the essence, really Ayurveda is about living in harmony with nature. Literally, that's what it's about, right? And, and living in harmony with the daily cycles of nature, the seasonal cycles of nature, the bounty of nature, right? The food that's provided at different times in different places. And then um, the tools of yoga, which is to move that vital life force energy through the body and the mind. Um, and so really it's, it's all about just being in sync with the universe. You know, the idea here is that everything in the universe is made of five elements which is very similar to tra uh, traditional Chinese medicine, which, sure. by the way, comes, has its roots in Ayurveda, actually. Sure. Um, and so there are many similarities, right? So there's the five elements, which is air, space, fire, water, and earth. And so what we believe in Ayurveda is that every single thing in the universe, including human beings, is made up a of a different proportion of each of those five elements. Um, and so the idea is that when we are in harmony with the five elements as they exist in nature and in everything else in the universe, we will have optimal health. That's really the essence of Ayurveda. Right nice. There. I love it. It sounds just so soothing, you even explaining it. <laughs> so how how can we apply those principles of Ayurvedic, Ayurveda, I like how you say it better, um, Ayurveda, Ayurveda. Uh -huh. Ayurveda to um, the things that we're experiencing in our everyday life. Uh, I know you have steps for the toxic effect, right? So, um, or low energy. Let's get into some of that so people can leave this show and go practice right away because I know, boy, oh boy, do we need it. Yeah, you know, so I think the first, the, the first step in Ayurveda and really any healing system, whether it's allopathic medicine or naturopathic or chiropractic or anything, is really becoming aware. And that's really sort of the basis of my work is really helping people realize that all the answers are within them. They're, each person is their greatest healer. The inner healer is within. That's what I always say, right? We all as physicians, um, you as a naturopathic physician, me as an Ayurvedic and you know, allopathic physician, we're guides. 
we really have a lot of information, a lot of training, but we're really guides to help people facilitate their own healing, right? Agreed. Yeah. And, and so um, I think the idea here is that when you become aware and you start to listen to what your inner wisdom is telling you, you start to understand what you need, right? We, we've been trained so much in this country, in this culture, and then even in, in Western medicine to believe that the answers are outside of us. And Ayurveda is really about coming back to yourself and realizing that you understand intuitively how to mm. live in harmony with nature. You know, I find that at pretty much every lecture, every workshop that I do, whether it's with um, medical students or my colleagues in Western medicine or other health practitioners or just, you know, people who are trying to find different ways to heal themselves, that they'll come away from the lecture saying, this is really intuitive. I feel like I know this. And it's because you do, right? That's what I always tell people is that it's because this is knowledge that is so um, ingrained in the human experience that we all know this. So the first step is just becoming aware, you know, noticing that when a symptom shows up, whatever it is, how, however subtle or gross, you know, very, very evident that it is, it's showing up for a reason. It's showing up to tell you something, right? So to become really mm -hmm. curious, to become aware that, oh, you know, I feel a little off today. Why do I feel off? Let me think about, you know, what's really going on. You know, yeah. let me think about the previous 24 hours or the previous 36 hours of the previous week. What have I been eating? You know, what have my routines been like? You know, have I been actually moving and breathing or am I holding my breath all the time? And have I been stuck in a chair, right? These are the types of questions to ask yourself. So I think the first step is always just becoming more aware of what's happening within you. Um, so I think that's the first way to apply Ayurveda to your life. Yeah, that sounds and that takes some effort for folks to slow down enough to absolutely check in and get curious mm -hmm. about what's right. going on. Yeah. Okay, that right. sounds yeah. lovely. <laughs> yeah. And so then, you know, the next step is to really, like I said, start thinking about these three areas. And in, in Ayurveda, we work with three areas of remedies. And that is routines, which is really the foundational piece. And, and sort of where a lot of the magic happens as far as how we can heal ourselves and begin to heal ourselves. So routines are really the basis of everything. The second is looking at the diet. Um, and I don't just mean food. I mean all things that you're consuming, whether it's emotions or media or whatever it is, anything that's coming into your, um, your field and into your senses, you have to understand that you are you are uh, digesting it or not mm. digesting it, right? Mm -hmm. So the diet is the second thing to look at. And then the third is what I call the tools of yoga because I want people to understand that it's much more than just the postures. Yoga is not about the asana. It's about the breath and uh, the, the mindfulness and meditation and um, the postures all together. So it's the tools of yoga to still your mind. What are you doing to move the vital energy through your body, through your mind, through your entire system, um, whether it's movement or it's breath, 
or it's just sitting and being still and allowing yourself to breathe. Um, so looking at those three areas of remedy and then asking yourself some questions. But really, I think what it, the, the, the most important principle in Ayurveda is this idea um, of opposites and things that are alike. It's, it's what I call the golden principle, which says that um, like increases like and opposites reduce. And the idea in Ayurveda is that everything has a quality, right? We can describe all five of the elements with qualities. Those are things that we understand as children. So some easy qualities, hot and cold, light and right. heavy, right? Uh, moving or mobile and stable or, or fixed, right? Those are some simple ones to think about. And so you apply qualities. It's a very qualitative science, unlike Western medicine, which is very quantitative, right? That's all about the lab values and the images and and putting people into charts and boxes and things like that, which, you know, those are all important things to consider, but there's more to it than just the labs, right? And the, and the imaging. Um, so Ayurveda is very qualitative. So it's to start thinking about what's going on in your life and applying qualities. So for example, um, with stressors, right? You can think about, and stressors create a stress response, but we all um, you know, experience the stress response differently, right? Some people experience it as a lot of movement. So a lot of movement of thoughts across the mind, anxiety, they can't sleep, right? They're restless. That might be how you uh, experience stress from stressors, whatever the stressors are in your life. And so in that example, that's all movement. Those are qualities of air and space. Um, and the quality is movement, increased movement. So if you keep adding more movement, if you look at your life you know, and look at what's going on and you're moving from task to task to task, from one thing to the next, you know, you're doing movement that is, you know, you're running um, or you're doing flow, vinyasa flow yoga. Those are all things mm. that have a lot of qualities of movement right? That is going to increase that symptom because qualitatively anxiety and insomnia, restlessness all have a lot of movement. So according hmm. to the golden principle, you do the opposite to bring it back into balance, right? So opposites reduce, which is to bring some stability into your life, right? So you want to have a regular routine. You need to slow down, you know, running may not always be the best thing for you to be doing. You might need to get on the floor and do some, you know, supine poses on, on the floor, um, some more restorative yoga, uh, sit and meditate. You know, those are the, if that makes sense, right? So you're doing the opposite to sort of bring it back into balance. Um, I often Avanti, I feel like you're giving me a a one-to-one -one session right now. And I'm like, get out of my life. Get out of my head. Who asked you here? What are you talking about? I have a workout scheduled at 10. And then tomorrow I'm going to hit a CrossFit class. What are you talking about? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then I wonder why I complain like, my sleep hasn't been that great. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. I hear mm -hmm. you. That is, it makes so much sense. Yeah. It's very intuitive. It's very, very intuitive. Yeah. And so it's really just starting yeah. to look at those types of things. I often will tell people, you know, take a piece of paper and write down everything that you've done. Be as detailed as you possibly can from morning till evening. You know, what time did you wake up? What did you do after you woke up? 
Uh, what kinds of foods did you eat? And, and be really specific and give them qualities, right? Then sit down and look at that whole list and assign qualities, right? I went running, I did a vinyasa flow class, then I ate you know, um, a salad <laughs> and had a smoothie later in the afternoon, right? All of the, the qualities of those types of things, right? So you know, the running and the vinyasa flow has lots of movement. The cold foods, the salad and the smoothie, cold, raw, light, those are all qualities of air and space, which means you have an imbalance of air and space, which is probably why your anxiety is showing up, your insomnia is showing up, right? So you can see it right there on, on a piece of paper, what's going on. So then you start to think about what can I do to slow myself down, to ground myself? How can I bring some warmth into this? How can I bring some heaviness into my life, right? You'll pick different foods, you'll pick different activities. That's where the practice of Ayurveda starts, is by becoming aware of what's going on and the qualities that are are showing up for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that is that time-tested awareness is the first step and then the courage to actually change some things and lean into the awareness and t pay attention or, you know, okay, you're aware, but note it. Like, don't like, hey, <laughs> you need to yell, you know, life, you need to yell louder at me because if, if you get a little whisper, maybe right. you can get ahead of things. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. So, with your practice, um, you're not in the you're not practicing emergency medicine anymore. Um, how are you working with folks, and how can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So I I do a lot of lecturing and teaching. Um, that's my main thing. Thankfully, now that I decided. Yeah, I decided a few years ago that I only had so many hours in the day. So I've moved into educating. Um, people a lot more because sort of my mission is really to br bring Ayurveda out into the West in a way that's accessible and understandable because of my background in Western medicine. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoy teaching people and, and helping ignite sort of that power, that healing power that they have within. Um, but I do work with people one-on-one -on -one, and the best way to find me is through my website, which is my full name, avantikumarsingh.com. You can follow me on Instagram. I love you know, connecting with people there. And I also just wrote a book that came out in August, um, which is called The Health Catalyst, um, which is available um, wherever books are sold and on Amazon as well. Um, and so those are the main ways to, to, be, uh, to work with me. And then you, you have a, a podcast too called the healing catalyst podcast, correct? I do. I do. Yes, absolutely. Um, which you'll have to come on to my podcast yeah. soon. So when I start doing interviews, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the main way and people can work with me one-on-one, -on -one, but they can also work with one. Now that I've just outed myself as a person that's probably moving a little bit too quickly and has been most of her life. <laughs> I'll be a good test case for you. We can <laughs> we can definitely share because I think people learn through other people's stories. Yeah, and um, but yeah, I definitely resonated with what you're saying. And and I think mm -hmm. it, it's it's very yeah. intuitive. Um, but I think when people, you know, you you know, awareness, that whole awareness, I think people can get afraid of what they're aware of or feeling. And then before they get to the place of where, oh gosh, it's time to turn this around and balance out a little bit. I think they run in the in the other direction just a little bit further, just to see, just to see mm -hmm. <laughs> if it can go away. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's human nature, right? Because it, yeah. it is very overwhelming. I find that that's probably one of the main things that people will come to me with is they feel just very overwhelmed by sometimes too much information and so many different choices of how to heal um, and that they don't know really where to start. Um, and many times I just tell them to just get a little quiet and think about what works. And I always tell people simple is good. It doesn't mean that it's easy, right? Um, and doing something complicated is not necessarily going to help you. I find that the most profound shifts happen with very simple things, right? And so I do think that it's really important for people to not complicate things, right? So it could be as easy as just creating some regularity in your routine, which will help to bring your anxiety down. It doesn't have to be some magical, complicated um, remedy that you're trying to incorporate into your life, right? It can be something that simple. Such a good point. And I think that will have, that's going to yeah. be a, a portal into people making real changes, just that those simple little things. I used to, I think when I was working with people um, and caring for them and, and knew that slowing down piece needed to be there. In, and I think that journaling sometimes is connotative or meditation is connotative. But I, I asked people just to do you musings, you know, it's like, and I think you even mentioned it, like kind of just write down or at the end of the day, I called it a, um, I think I called it a, uh, uh, an autopsy, like a daily autopsy, because my, my, not to be morbid, but the thought is the day's gone. You're never going to get it back. You know, it's almost like Dr. G, medical examiner. She figures out like how people died. Well, what happened during this day, right? And 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 get in there and understand. And so you have a chance to wake up into a new day, um, and make some changes as you're or you're slowing down and being being more and more aware. Right. Absolutely. There's so much information there um, in in what you've done or not done in the day and, and how you're feeling. There's a lot of information there. So, you know, dig for it. Like you were saying, do an autopsy of it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to spell your full name. So folks, you know where to find this lovely person. It's <laughs> Avanti, A-V-A-N-T-I Kumar, K-U-M-A-R Singh, S-I-N-G-H. And so if you pull that all together, that is the website, which will spot off into, um, I'm sure everything else, Instagram and LinkedIn. And Avanti, thank you so much for your work, for your insights, for your awareness and for sharing. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely to talk to you. And mindful listeners, gosh, we're just get slowing down, being more mindful. It's what we're trying to do here. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time.